Yeah, dude, I am hurting. I am physically in a lot of pain. Do you want a stool? Oh, I can't. It would hurt too much just to sit. And all of this because I went on vacation for seven days. It, it was a boot camp, though. It wasn't really vacation. I didn't know it was a boot camp. I went on the premise that I was going away for a seven-day canoe trip, which would be awesome. And it turned out to be a total boot camp. Uh, seven days, we went on a lost canoe route. It's called the Mississaggy River. Tom Thompson. Discovered it? No, you know Tom Thompson is obviously because you live in Huntsville. I know and Tom, Tom Thompson, Thompson is, is. And I know his boat that sunk. Tom Thompson, group of seven. <clears throat> this was one of his favorite routes that he did. And it's basically what they call a lost canoe route, which means hardly anybody travels it anymore. I found out why, for good reason. <laughs> yes. But it, listen, it involved 170 kilometers of hard paddling, which is on average is around 30 to 40 kilometers a day of hard paddling. There were days where we were eight to 10 hours on the water. It involved portages where you got to carry everything. That's through mosquito infested boreal forest where you can barely see the trail in front of you. You go on other, you, you go to Algonquin Park, and if you canoe, and you portage, the trail is as clear as the nose on your face. Mm -hmm. You go to what's called a lost canoe route. You're almost guessing as you're stumbling through the wilderness with the canoe on your head. I ended up cracking two ribs four days in in white water. We tipped and uh, the white water drove me underneath the water into a rock, into my back. I cracked two ribs. I even put a hole in my leg. I, you did show me that. That looks pretty gruesome. I almost snapped my leg in half between these two massive rocks. Like, it was a crazy, crazy vacation, which turned out not to be a vacation at all. Turned out to be a boot camp, and I'm hurting for it. So now I need a vacation after my vacation. Seems like you're pretty beat up. I do think you should sit down. Today's kickoff question, by the way, comes to us from uh, Brooklyn68, who asks, would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? Oh. Would you rather have a rewind button or a pause button on your life? This is an easy question for me. This is a dead easy question well, for me. And I think I know the answer for you, too. I'm pretty sure I know the answer for you, but let's see if I know you as well as I think I do. Okay. I want to go through the negatives and the positives. So do we really have time for that? The pause button, for me, it would only be so I could sleep more. So, okay. you know, I get up at like 3.30 a.m. If I could pause at 3.30 a.m. and sleep for like another eight hours. You are a bit of a sloth. And then get up. <laughs> you I are sleep. a bit of a sloth. Okay. Then I could do that. But rewind, I made. I have made so many mistakes in my life. I do think the rewind button would be the choice for me. That's exactly what I thought you would be. I thought <laughs> you would be the rewind guy because you make bad decisions. All the time. So you're like, I wish I could do that over again. Even just going back to like as a kid. Yeah. If we yeah. go all the way that far back and just be like, hey, don't eat so many carbs and don't start smoking. And uh, that I think I'd be in a lot better shape. What, were you like eight when you started smoking? You're like one of those 1940s kids? No, but like. Was eating, smoking at eight? I was eating really unhealthy oh. at that age. Just sort of should have started eating healthy then. It would be so much easier. For I me knew now. you would be a rewind guy. And I'm the opposite. I'm the, I'm the pause guy. If I could have a rewind button or a pause button, I'm definitely the pause guy. For my reasoning? For sleep? No, because my mouth gets me into a lot of trouble. So if I had a pause button where I could pause it and think this situation through, and be like, mm, probably shouldn't say that. Mm, probably shouldn't do that. After all, it is a family Thanksgiving dinner, Dave. Do you or, know what I mean? Or 
you could pause it and get the hell out of there. Right. Yeah. Either way, I'm still a pause button guy. Yeah. Moose Droppings podcast is brought to you by the South Muskoka Hospital Foundation, raising funds to help South Muskoka Memorial Hospital provide exceptional health care. You can get more details at healthmuskoka.ca. You're listening to the Moose Droppings podcast with Dave Newman. Technical producer Brock Cunningham is here. Hello, Mr. C. Hello, hello. I caught the new Tarantino flick last weekend, opening weekend, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'm interested to know how you felt about it, because I love Tarantino, but I wasn't that excited by the trailer. Oh, I got super excited about the trailer. The moment that I saw the trailer, I'm like, I'm in. Mm -hmm. Tarantino's already got my money. He has reached into my pocket and grabbed my 20 bucks. He's got it. Mm -hmm. It's already gone. It's spent. As soon as I saw the trailer, I'm like, I'm in. Certain directors carry that weight. Him and Scorsese are two guys where I know I'm going to watch it regardless. I'm much like you, much like a lot of people of, I'm going to get out my finger quotes, our generation, because I'm a bit older than you are, but we all fall into the category of we've grown up with Tarantino movies. Mm -hmm. I love Tarantino movies. In fact, I love the majority of Tarantino movies. There's only been a few Tarantino movies that I really haven't liked. Jackie Brown being one of them wasn't very good. But the vast majority of Tarantino movies are, are excellent. So I was super excited about this. The moment that I saw this movie, we got out of the theater. I, uh, my wife and I went. We got out of the theater and I looked to her and I said, I really liked this movie, but I bet you there's going to be a lot of Tarantino fans who will hate this movie. It's just because it didn't have the same feel or too many too many big names. It's in not the movie? because it's it's a it's a Tarantino movie that is un Tarantino like. So I think there's a generation of people who've been raised on Tarantino movies mm-hmm. who know what to expect from a Tarantino movie. This is very different than anything he's ever done. And just this morning I went on Rotten Tomatoes, the rating is sort of backing up my theory of what's happening. So the critics really like it, but the audience score is lower than the critic score, which tells me that a lot of Tarantino fans aren't liking as much as they normally would. Can Does I that make guess? sense? Can I think I the tomato meter rating is 84%, ah. which, uh, which is still a very solid movie. Yes. But the audience score is considerably lower. It's 71%. I was going to say 70. Yeah. 70 is like a B a B grade movie. I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen Jack and Brown either, but favorite Tarantino movie for me? It's got to be Django. Dude. Got to be Django. You know what? That's like saying, who's your favorite kid? If you're a parent, name me your favorite kid. You can't do that. You can't. Come on. I don't know. Django to me is just a masterpiece. I know all his films are, but there's something. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying there's so many good ones, and they're all so very different in their own way. Oh, all of them are different. Like, how can you stack up Pulp Fiction against Django Unchained? Completely different movies. Reservoir Dogs. Like, it's just... They're all awesome in their own way. But let me talk about uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So um, here's a couple things that I was really surprised about. Number one, the audience was full of people like me with gray hair. Mm -hmm. Didn't see that coming. No. Like the people who were sitting beside me, I think were in their late 60s to early 70s, and they were loving it as much as I was. Didn't expect that. Number two, not one time throughout the entire movie was the N-word used. That's unusual for a Tarantino flick. That guy's made a career on abusing that word. Has he not? He's well, taken a lot of heat. He's like, taken a lot of heat for, in, in, for incorporating that word into his movies. It doesn't appear once. And then the third thing that really shocked me about this Tarantino flick, it's not violent. No? It has an ultra-violent scene in the movie at the end for about four minutes, but that's it. It's a three-hour movie. About the murders of 
people. Well, kind of yes, kind of no. So yeah, if if you if you if you know anything about this movie, it's loosely based around uh, the Manson murders. Mm-hmm. Loosely, I don't want to give away too much other than that. But I'm telling you that of a three-hour movie, only four minutes is dedicated to violence. The rest of the movie, get ready for this statement because I can't even believe I'm saying it about a Tarantino movie. The rest of the movie is a love letter. It's a love letter to Hollywood in the 70s, Hollywood movie making in the 70s. Dude, it's amazing. I really, really like this movie. In fact, I think I will see it a second time because I liked it so much. Brad Pitt, by the way, is awesome in it. Leo DiCaprio is, I think he's going to get some nominations for his role. It's funny how the two guys, though, have very different acting styles in this movie. DiCaprio, I think, will be nominated for awards. I don't think Pitt will be. No. But Pitt's just as good. I think Pitt's looks hurt him. Yeah. I like, think he's so pretty. He's just a pretty face. No, he, like, he's not just a pretty face. He's a solid see. actor. He's a solid yeah, actor. I, th- I, I, I think his looks like hurt him. And he's, dude, he's the man in this movie. He's the man in this movie. You're going to love it. I think you're going to love it, but maybe I'm wrong. I no, could be wrong. I, I've... I've kind of been sitting on this movie for a while. To be honest with you, I didn't even know it was... I thought it was coming out this week, but you Dude, saw... you're not a fan. If you thought it was coming out this week, you're not a true fan. But you saw... We were waiting for this movie to come out. Most of us were waiting for this movie to come out. You call yourself a Tarantino fan? I love Shame Tarantino. It's just hard. I don't see a whole lot of movies in the theaters anymore. Oh, that's your generation. I forgot. <laughs> your generation isn't excited to go see a movie in the theater. I'm part of a generation where opening night was a really, really big thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you had to go opening night. You lined up. In the line, you were talking to people in front of you, talking to people behind you. It was a really big thing. I forget now that your generation, you're just not into that. I like going to the movie theater once in a while for the experience. It's nice, the big speakers, the chairs and everything. But yeah, opening night, that's not a thing anymore. People either go, oh, I'm just going to see sad. it three weeks from now so sad. you don't have to line up. You're making me sad. All right. You got to go see it. I would highly recommend it. If you like Tarantino flicks, I would highly re- recommend it. But with the caveat that, as I said earlier on, there's going to be some Tarantino fans who are like, oh, that wasn't like a Tarantino movie. And that's the point. Maybe the guy's maturing. Maybe the guy's changing his game. Maybe the guy, he's getting older and softer. I don't know. Maybe this is a kinder, gentler Quentin Tarantino. It's something we've never seen before. And I think that's what people want out of a director. I think so. I think so. Oh, by the way, before we wrap things up, because I know we got to go, I have some homework for you. That you have to complete before our next podcast. Can I get a pen out? You don't need a pen. I don't need a pen. You just need your rewind button. (laughs) Yeah. So you can revisit Dave's instructions. Here's your homework. Starting tomorrow, I need you to give a compliment a day to a complete stranger. This is the experiment we're going to conduct. And then we're going to talk about it probably six or seven days from now. I need you to give a compliment to a complete stranger at least once a day. All right. I'll try. I mean, how many complete tra- I'm kind of friendly with everybody. For you, often it comes across as very creepy. <laughs> so you're going to have to try to not be yeah, creepy. Yeah, how am on I not one. supposed to sound creepy? So, for instance, if you're through the drive through, uh, the girl behind the counter gives you your coffee and she has a lovely smile, I'm going to need you to say, hey, by the way, has anybody told you you have a really lovely smile? This is what I need you to do once a day for the next six, seven days, and then we're going to talk about exactly what effect it had on your life because I think, I think that it might have a pretty profound effect on your life. 
Justin. And I'm going to do the same, by the way. I'm going to do the same. And I'm someone who's not comfortable with giving compliments or receiving compliments. I'm going to push myself into a very awkward, uncomfortable situation for the next six, seven days. And then we're going to talk about it next week. Do I have Are to you videotape it? What? Do I have to videotape it? Oh, if you can, please do. Because I already know how it's going to go for you. Well, yeah, I already know like, how it's going to go you for you. you have a nice smile, please move along, sir. Yeah, it's like restraining order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. I, I won't wear my moose shirt when I'm doing this. That's it for today's Moose Droppings podcast, by the way. It's brought to you by the South Muskoka Hospital Foundation, raising funds to help South Muskoka Memorial Hospital provide exceptional health care. You can get more details at healthmuskoka.ca. And by the way, you can always email the show. We have an email address. It's moosedroppings at moosefm.com. You can let us know if there's anything you want us to chat about. And uh, we're looking forward to uh, digging deep next week into a compliment a day to a complete stranger and try not to be creepy. I'll try my best. I'll start off right now. I really like your glasses, and that shirt really suits you. How's that? It's creepy. I know. Goodbye. Thanks. You're listening to the Moose Droppings Podcast with Dave Newman.